Hello, everyone. This is Isabel Zimmerman with Attracting Wisdom. This podcast is from the Wisdom app, and a guest comes on and talks about hypnosis. Enjoy. It's really great to see people awakening and understanding there are different levels of consciousness. I did a uh, podcast. It's up on YouTube. If you look at attracting wisdom, you'll find my um, channel and, (laughs) or you can go to my website or you could go to Podbeam, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll find um, hypnosis, um, past lives, oh my, the latest one. And I share my journey of my experience of hypnotizing, um, doing this work for five years and what I've uncovered. So I am starting a series of podcasts and probably wisdom talks around, um, when did you know spirit was real? And there is some common themes when I ask the question with the, the folks who have connected with their inner being or their higher self or different levels of consciousness. And we all remember when we're really young, but this 3D paradigm is so intense that we forget that we are a soul that we are physically incarnated here and we get wrapped up in our ego mind. I wanna talk about the ego mind a little bit. A lot of people think egotistical, like selfish or a million, you know, uh, Austin Powers, uh, a million dollars uh, 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 to rule the world. The ego mind in the spiritual realm is the lower self. The lower self of that mind is protecting your persona. It is fear and it is focused on survival. Your ego mind is protecting you to keep you safe and it has a purpose but you are way more than your ego mind you are way more than your persona your persona came from the greek word mask they literally um back in the day the greeks only male actors could act and so they would put on a mask for an old woman or a young woman um to play that role that persona so if i had to ask you who are you what comes up do you say you're a father a mother a parent do you say you're a hairdresser do you say what you do is that who you are well you are way more than the image in the mirror. 
after doing sessions for five years, hundreds of people, and it's so funny, I, um, I had to post my podcast and, you know, I write a blurb and I was like, is my data set robust enough? So I literally found a medical clinical um, calculator and I plugged in my numbers to see if my data set was robust. And it was funny because they were using alpha and data and percentage <laughs> where they would approve a drug. <laughs> I was like, I was totally laughing because I study brain waves and I go into alpha, data, theta. Like hypnosis is just a focused relaxation. That's all it is. Meditation is just a focused relaxation. And it's just to quiet your ego mind to get you into a different brainwave state. Um, so w when I plugged in my numbers, I'm like, okay, I have a robust set. <laughs> if, my, if my hypnosis sessions was a medical cl clinical trial, I could, I could get it approved by the FDA. Holy shit. <laughs> and that tickles me pink. <laughs> I love it. It cracks me up. But um, yeah, so after doing, you know, five years of this, hundreds of sessions, my, my work, I am always focused on connecting you to your spirit, to your guides to your higher consciousness. There is conscious, there are many levels of consciousness and humans have been studying this for a very long time because that is who we are. That is our nature. But when we come here physically incarnated, um, you don't remember there are different levels of consciousness. Or if you do, you can't piece it together because in this paradigm, uh, we are really conditioned to work on survival. And it's intense. It's very intense. You just, whether your beliefs are, you believe that you have a soul and that you die and you go to heaven, or you believe the dead, dead world universe of, you know, you're just carbon based and you die and that's it. It doesn't matter. There is just different levels of awareness. So I, uh, been really guided by spirit to talk about connecting to spirit, what that means for that individual. How does it feel? How did you know? How did you know it was real and that kind of thing. And I think if a lot of humans hear story after story after story connecting to spirit, that will um, encourage those to be curious for those to try, whether you're into shamanic practices or plant medicine or yoga or breath work, all it is, is getting you into a different level of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Spirit often communicate through uh, dreams, 
because the ego mind is calm, is quiet. So you have dreams and messages from your inner team. And it's so funny because often like we wake up from our dreams and we're like, that was such a messed up dream. Like what? It's because your ego mind will try to connect the dots into this physical reality and try to understand it. But communication from spirit is symbolic, very symbolic. And they communicate through images and feelings. And it's not logical. But the ego mind tries to connect A to B to C or one plus one equals two. And our ego mind tries to be very linear. The spirit realm is not linear. It's all about dimensions. Your soul field is vast. There is a lot going on. There is, it is very magical and it is more amazing than you can ever imagine. The connections that you have with people are not random and it feels very random here. It feels like your physical reality is happening to you and when you study esoteric knowledge or ascension or the mystery schools or shamanic practices, what, whatever vein you are studying, you will come across the teachings that everything is for you and that you are a creator. One of the first things that I had heard was there was no wrong in the universe. And I remember thinking, how could that possibly be true, that there is no wrong? And it is definitely, um, I, I would say it's the cliff. It's the first cliff just playing with the idea that there is no wrong, that you've done no wrong, you can kind of intellectually understand that, but to feel that, that is, that's the work. That is really the work to understand that everything that has happened in your physical incarnation has not been wrong and has been for you you um, you will resist it because there's pain and trauma in there. And you don't necessarily want to let go of that pain and trauma because it was so intense. It was so deep. And you can't imagine that you experienced this pain and trauma for your highest good which will lead you that there is no wrong. But boy, it felt wrong. It did not feel good, <laughs> you know, when you go through your pain and trauma. And so it's really a, a multi-prong approach. 
it is definitely levels and phases of understanding and you can have the knowings and the knowledge, but you always have to feel it. And so the awareness of that there is no wrong has led me into um, inner child work. It has led me into really connecting with my ego, inner child, and looking at beliefs. I remember thinking beliefs were facts. Like it's, if I believe it, it must be true. And so therefore it's a fact. Also, the journey has led me to law of attraction. Law of attraction is really, um, really a, a gentle way to go into this realm of the idea that there is way more going on than you see. Another thing that I find really kind of interesting, and I, um, I was just telling my friend, <laughs> so I studied organized religion for like 15 years, and this is what's so surreal to me. I can't remember what I've studied for 15 years. It is almost like it has been completely wiped from me. And I kind of laugh. And I do remember bits of it. Like I studied Judaism, Muslim, the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Dead Book, Ancient Egypt, the uh, um, the, the nightly, uh, like courtly love. That, that's what it was called, courtly love. I mean, I studied all different kind of religions, Buddhism, Confucian, like I can't remember jack shit. It's so ironic. It's, it just cracks me up. But anyways, I believe there's a saying that you have to have faith and believe first before you can see it. That is really true. That is really true. Like that is so counterintuitive because you think if you see it first, then you'll believe it. But the mechanism of the design of it is you have to believe it first in order for it to show up in your physical reality. So for me, because I'm really kind of sciencey, for me, it's the seen and the unseen. So quantum physics I study a lot of science um, because it calms my ego mind, to, to be honest with you. Like, I even, me personally, I look at emotions as frequency of color so I can soften it, so I can embrace it. Um, so I can, I trick my mind a lot of times to be ambiguous so I can be open. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense to you guys. Um, like if you looked at sadness as a color, it's not as scary as to 
go into that emotion if I think of it as a color. One of the, you know, okay, so I'm going to give you this analogy that Goddess Isis. So Goddess Isis is one of my main spirit guides. And when you feel intense emotion, you are, it's very hard for you to be in a balanced, harmonic state. Your frequency in your body, your heart rate, your brain, like if I put electrodes on you, you would be very staticky. It would be very jagged. And to connect with spirit, you have to be in a conscious state of very calm waves emitting a signal that is very up and down, kind of rounded, um, just, you know, um, trying to find that word, but, um, I, I want to say beautiful, but um, they're spaced evenly. They're the same size. There's a synchronicity to your frequency. And when you, okay, so when you, if you ever looked at a seismograph and you saw an earthquake, it's very jagged. If you saw a person having a heart attack, it's very jagged when you see a person breathing in a steady rate, it's very um, harmonic, it's um, steady, it's a steady beat, a steady wave. Okay, when you're in intense emotion, you are not harmonic, you are not balanced, you are like in, in an earthquake and to be honest with you, fear feels very much like you're in an earthquake, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so Isis would say to me, she said, imagine your emotions as a rock jutting out of the ocean and your emotions are crashing against this rock. And you can see like the waves, the white foam, like, beating this rock, right? And it you do feel beaten, you do feel, you know, uh, intense, the intensity of those waves crashing. But if you lean into the emotion and you imagine your emotion as that rock, but you submerge the rock into the deeper waters of the ocean, the waves of the emotion now are going gently over that rock. So the waves are still there, but you're not feeling the battering of the waves because you're going into the emotion and the emotions are gently going over the rock. And that image personally helped me because the last thing you want to do is lean into your emotion that does not feel good, right? 
you just don't like, you know, you're like, ah, right. So, so she showed me that rock being submerged and I was thinking like, well, how can I lean into that emotion that I don't want to lean into? How can I trick myself to kind of lean into it? And that's when I said, you know what? I'm just going to think of the emotion as a color. I'm, I have an artist background and I think all colors are beautiful, all shades of gray, all shades of white, red, yellow, whatever. I think all shades of color is um, beautiful. And that was my way to go into the emotion thinking of it as a color. So I don't know if anyone wants to come up you are more than welcome to come up. I want to talk about, you know, where you are in your journey. I want to talk about how do you know spirit is real? Are you aware of different conscious levels? What do you think the ego mind is? And yeah, that's, that's what I want to discuss with you and see where you are. I think it's pretty cool. I know a lot of people here on the wisdom, I would say, I mean, I, it, to me, it feels like most of you are aware that spirit is real, that there is something definitely going on way more. And you're here on this app or you're here listening to me because your inner being, your guides, tapped you on the shoulder to say, pay attention. Listen to our sister, Isabel, pay attention. It's okay. We are here. You are not alone. We love you tremendously. Everything that you have experienced has been wanted. And that's another spiritual um, teaching and lesson that I have really been exploring and experiencing. So another teaching from goddess Isis was she would constantly say to me, your unwanted is wanted. Your unwanted is wanted. And <laughs> like, like when she first said that to me, I was like, my unwanted is wanted. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, so what I have come to understand my unwanted was my energetic patterns of my core limiting belief of not being good enough was wanted. Like that was my overarching theme in this incarnation was to explore not being enough. And it was chosen and it was wanted. So think about it. Think about your overarching theme. What was your theme that you came here 
to explore. So we have a guest. Hi. Hello. I cannot hear you. Hello. Oh, there you are. I can hear you now. Yeah. Hey, just, how are you? How far as soon as you um push join, I got a call. <laughs> of course, of course. I totally get that. It happens to me too. <laughs> now what's what's, what's so what's so crazy is now the app. It has me crossed listening to you, but I'm hearing another conversation like on another call. Is that I'm going to come out and then come back in if you don't mind. Because we're yeah. crossing up. Yep. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. All right. Come back. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that has happened to me when I've declined the call. Um, I'll like the wisdom app, like kind of gets like a little funky. So I totally get it. So think about your, so of there's some five common core limiting beliefs. You're not lovable. You're not worthy. You're not enough. And one of them, which is really interesting for me is you believe you're a monster. And I have come across um, this core limiting belief in folks and they're not a monster in this life, but, um, there is that belief in them, which is really interesting. So if you looked at your incarnation in this life, what did you come here to explore? What what is a reoccurring pattern in your life? What are your, what is your self-talk, your limiting beliefs that you hear in you? You know, do you believe you're not powerful? Do you believe you can't do something? And that is a clue of your overarching theme, your unwanted is wanted. And it's interesting because there really are what it seems like very core common themes for humanity. And to me, I always think like, our galactic brothers and sisters, are they exploring the same themes? And I have uncovered that there are, one of the fascinating things that I've uncovered is there are planets where they do not explore loss. They actually are eternal they don't die and it's because their collective consciousness did not want to explore loss and that blew me out of the water i was like what because in this paradigm and that's all we explore loss of love 
loss of health, loss of um, finance or abundance, loss of um, stability. Um, we explore a lot of loss here. And I've, you know, I've talked to the spirit guides around it and I'm like, why do we, you know, it's for our greatest expansion. That's why we come here. It takes a very strong soul to be in this 3D consciousness. Good morning. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing fine. And you? I'm doing great. That's great. That's great. That's great. Um, great topic. And um, I'm getting a lot out of it. I almost didn't jump back in because you was flowing and, it was, and I was catching, you know. Well, I'm curious. What is your overarching theme that you came here to explore? What is your like reoccurring limiting belief about yourself? Um, well, my reoccurring limited belief about myself is um, I'm not good enough because mm -hmm. I made the mistakes in the past and it's, and it's caught up with me where I'm only half of what I should and could be. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, so you're you don't feel empowered, right? You no, I'm I'm definitely empowered. Um, I definitely have drive. I definitely um don't allow that thought to take over me. But um, if I have one, it's a it's a it's a it's a thought that was once a belief. Um, mm. I don't believe that anymore. That's but, awesome. But um, but the thought has not. You know, um, that adverse thing does not give up. It just comes in different ways. Yeah. So um, that's what I'm experiencing. Yeah, the same for me. I'm not enough. I have to work on it every day. <laughs> I'm like, <Every> really? <laughs> yeah. And, and, but um, but what I do is, um, I look at, I make different avenues for myself to think. So um, you know that negative self talk is real. So I have um, replacements for that. When that thought comes, I replace it by simply going down the loneliness of things that I have accomplished, the loneliness of things that are physical things. I can see my accomplishments. And also um, I go down um, the love I've given. And um, when I go down that list and also that I stand prepared, ready to love somebody else for, for you know, to be there and serve. Mm -hmm. So with that servitude attitude, it's not really about being enough or having enough or where I messed up, it's always standing ready to serve. And then that does something to me that I can't explain. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're going into the love frequency. Yeah. Right. Definitely. You're also forgiving yourself in that moment, yeah, you know, definitely. cause that was just, you know, your experiences was just a vibration in that moment. And you're also playing a role for someone. Because it's very multi-pronged. There really are, you know, when I do past life regressions, we come across the same entities that are in this life have been in other lives, playing yeah. similar roles. Yes. And it's and very <clears throat> healing to yes. experience that, to know like, oh my gosh, you know, there's my mother. <laughs> well, well, it, it keeps me... Um, one thing it does for me, it keeps me being standing ready. It keeps me in the present and also it keeps me with a wishful thinking future. 
um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> with past life regression. I mean, um, yeah, that's that's an awesome tool. And when someone experiences it, it gives them a chance to go back and have a conversation with that little girl within. Um, and also be able to um, straighten some things out and also over, sometimes just to give that little girl a hug. And even if you're not a girl, you could be a, a, a cave, <laughs> whatever whatever you become in, you know, once you go through that imagery experience. Um, and when you come back, it's definitely a healing process involved with that. Yeah. Did you have a past life? Your, did you do a regression yourself? Well, um, I practice past life regression with certain clients when they come in, I do. Um, and um, like I said, along with that, along with circle therapy, those two mm-hmm. tools, I will say, if done correctly and carefully, um, again, it's definitely a lot of healing in that. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of circle therapy. What is that? Circle therapy is when um, you get, you know, of course, up under hypnosis state, and the um, the professional he takes you to to where the pain starts, and then works uh, you back out of it, and then takes you back in it, and works you back out of it until it's diluted all the way out. Nice, yep, yep. That makes perfect it. sense. You, you yep. face it without the critical, without this, without the conscious mind being mm-hmm. the critic, which creates the fear, the doubt, and the resentment. So, with, um, and the you know, and things like that. <laughs> So what happens is, under hypnosis, you don't have that opportunity. Everything we talked about while you wasn't under hypnosis, we're reaffirming it while you are. And again, mm-hmm. we're we're pretty much diluting in the subconscious whatever the um, the underlying issue is. Mm-hmm. And then after it's diluted, when you come back up, along with anchors, um, you can cope with it a lot more better throughout the week. Yeah, I find the same. I find that's what I, that's what I kind of do. Um, mm-hmm. I'm always guided by spirit in my sessions, but sometimes we'll mm-hmm. go into the body where that physical ailment is. Mm-hmm. And um, depending on the guidance, sometimes we'll go into the life where it originated because mm-hmm. it doesn't always originate in this life. You're right. You're right. And the re- uh, one reason why, I mean, this like, um, I'm very spiritual, but outside the spiritual, the reason why it doesn't happen in this life is because a lot of things, phobias and fears come from um, our ancestors and, and, you know, just passed down. So yes. we, we come in, we come in at six, seven years old. I'm already having these fears and phobias because grandmama did it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that too, but along, but you, you're absolutely right. Yeah, so. it is. It's fascinating, isn't it? When once you go it, into your soul field and your ancestors. Well, in the yes, in the add on to what you were saying, you know that the mind doesn't hold things because nope. it does, it's not equipped. <laughs> it, it filters down to the body. So the majority of our ailments that we have, it started um, in something in the mind. You know, anxiety or something, and we went through that, and then it filtered down to our body. And depending on what area of the body depending on what the issue is. I mean, that's mm-hmm. one way that we look at it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's just awareness. <laughs> it's way more than you think. Yeah, it is way, it's way more than you think. And honestly, um, <clears throat> unless you are 
in a certain energy wave, you know, you had an alpha, the theta, and the beta. And, um, you know, nothing is moved unless it's stirred. So people think that um, the thought is what activates it, but it's the faith after thought is what gives it that hum. And mm -hmm. then that hum, depending on <clears throat> the level of vibration that you use, it's higher or lower, um, usually. So it's nothing that you think about that you don't have faith in that eventually will, will not materialize in some form or fashion. Yes, yes. And where, our, and where, and where our lack of faith comes in is because we may not see it manifest in the way that we choose to, but you gotta remember that we're not infinite. We're not all thinking, all knowing. So it's gonna manifest sometimes in a way that we don't even imagine. Yeah. Maybe not through us. Yeah, I just did um, a TikTok video on, so I work with a lot of teachers and uh, mm -hmm. one of the teachers is like, why don't I have my house? Um, she's been working on buying a house and I'm mm -hmm. like, well, because there's so much more going on. The long mm -hmm. and short of it is you're not ready. Because if you were ready, you would have It'd a manifest. house. It would manifest. It, it, it would yeah. manifest. Because it's just, already there. It's already there. It's already there. You just have limiting beliefs that your higher self or inner being wants you to uncover before you get the house. Because... Well, your question, not to interrupt you, but you're questioning it. So that shows a lack of faith. And then after that, yeah. um, that's where your block is. Because that means yeah. you're being impatient. You're not letting the whole process through evolution work its way out. And if you don't do that, you can. You, that's that's going to raise your anxiety level because you're trying to accomplish what you cannot accomplish with the level of energy you have now. Yes, you cannot accomplish with the level of energy that you have now. That's exactly it. And we don't want to, and we don't, and a lot of times through ego, you know, because the ego is about I and the, and the ego is about um, self. It's just too much about self to the point where um, we really cannot, our goals cannot be met. I mean, not with the I. Because mm -hmm. the personality traits and habits of egos, though it's an internal voice, it primarily, primarily acts externally as a way of protection, admiration, and manipulation. The last part, I manipulation part, because it's not needed. Because mm -hmm. things can just be and things will become. Mm. That's why B is in both of those things. Mm-hmm. And don't you feel like that's so counterintuitive? Yes, it's counterintuitive. But, um, but I, I can't say if it's a, a, the natural order of things, but eventually I do have faith and believe that as we evolve, and become more of a spiritual-minded being, that um, collectively um, it'll change the color. And when it changes the color, I believe that collectively we'll all become what we have always been, and that's one. And that's what makes us laser. When we're all over the place, we're like a light bulb. We, we it's just it's bright, but it doesn't. It's not effective. Um, but a laser beam, which is everything is concentrated, we can. We, we can do more things than we're doing now. And I think yes. the problem, I think some of the problem is in diet. But that's a whole other subject. Yeah, because it's energy. Your diet is energy. And, you know, that there is no wrong, but it's tapping in, tuning into 
what's good for your field, what's good for your body. Like some people can eat fruit. Um, I had a friend, she was eating avocados because she thought avocados were like really good for her. But mm -hmm. in her energy field, avocados were not good for her. Mm. You know, mm. what's good for one person may not be good for another. Oh, it may not. You're right. And one thing about the conscious mind and just the natural life is um, trial and error. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's something that I have not found to be avoidable. <laughs> you know, from 18 up, um, everything I, you know, learned from mom and, and dad and grandma, grandpa and, and church and, you know, everything. Um, once I got out there and everything, um, I pretty much had to scrap a lot of it and just um, keep messing up <laughs> before I kind of <laughs> understand what not to do. <laughs> so that's how that's me you know I'm, that's my day my morning confession yeah i think that's a very common experience <laughs> <laughs> well, well listen um thank you thank you thank you for the, the good learning and um i have to go and you have a happy new year's okay yes happy new year to you too thank you for coming on i appreciate it yes ma'am goodbye goodbye <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Um, yeah, so that was what I really wanted to impart with you is there are a lot of deeper consciousness. There is way more going on than you can ever imagine. And I hope I uh, got you curious enough to take a step to research, to play. You can research esoteric teachings or the mystery schools or alchemy, uh, you know, whatever resonates with you and play, just play and go into your soul field, whether it's through hypnosis, yoga, breath work, psychedelics, it doesn't matter. It's just getting you into a different state of consciousness so you can discover more of who you are because you really are a magnificent soul you really are a beautiful being of light and all your experiences were just that they were just experiences so that you could see more of who you are more of what you prefer what you do not prefer what you like you know, what you're curious in. It's just, you know, it is a game. I kind of take this reality serious sometimes as your sister. And I'm always reminded by my team to do what I enjoy, what I vibrate high with and focus on my joy and love and when I serve myself, I serve others. And so it is the same for you, dear ones out there. What you focus on that brings you, that lights you up, that makes it fun for you, you serve me. You serve others by serving yourself. So tremendous love 
tremendous courage. You guys are all so brave and courageous. Thank you so much for being here with me on this journey. Thank you so much for spending a little time with me. I really appreciate it. I think you are all magnificent. I can feel you all. I'm very blessed that I'm sensitive enough to feel your energy field. And um, it's wonderful. I feel your love. I really do. And so I hope you feel my love right back to you. Have a wonderful new year. Love you all. Bye. If you want to learn more or want to know what steps you need to take to connect with your inner being, to unlock that door to rise above your ego, you can always book a one-on-one session and I will energetically feel where you are. I also have courses that are supplemental because you need to do a daily practice to cultivate that because this dimension is so intense and you can certainly do a past life regression. That is also a very powerful modality because once you experience your past lives, you really understand you're a multidimensional being. All right. Thanks.